we're in a period of counting right now, counting of the Omer. And like a Celtic knot, there are different uh, spiritual threads that are mixed together in the beautiful counting of the 50 days, the seven times seven plus one that goes from Passover to Shavuot, from the celebration of being redeemed from oppression at Passover to getting ready to receive Torah at Mount Sinai with its special holiday on Shavuot. So we're in a period of trying to actually sort of count the steps from the Red Sea to Mount Sinai and to really dig deep into what that transition looks like. The Kabbalists, the Jewish mystics, had a fascinating and to me absolutely compelling vision of God. Their vision of God, even though they didn't use this metaphor, but it's my shortcut, is have you ever seen a movie film, like the old-fashioned movie film, pre-digital? I'm talking analog. And you see that they're frames, and there's a little bit of black space between each frame. So the Kabbalists had a really interesting notion, which is that people look for God, and they think that God is up there, and it's like looking for God in the pictures of the frames, and you won't see God there, because God is in the black part in between. And that's what it means when we say we see God's back, but we can never see God's face. We see the trail of time. We can see the fact that things are changing in every moment. And every transition from one moment to the next, we're passing through God. So where do we look for God? We look for God in dynamics, in the counting, in motion, in change. And we're in that period now. So I'm going to, in a moment, go back to what that means right now, but tell you a little bit about the Omer period. In the Torah, it was the counting of the sheaves of barley, because the barley harvest took place at Passover, and now we're going to have a wheat harvest coming up at Shavuot. And so the wheat is growing, and as the wheat grows, and wheat is like, wheat is like refined, it's, wheat is the good stuff. Barley bread, barley, for those who like beer, you can yell at me later, but barley is a more primitive form of bread, and it's often what we feed animals, even for those of us who like grape nuts and things like that. Again, conversation later. So we're going in a way from our soul, from the more primitive to the more refined at Shavuot, but we're still giving the barley because we don't yet have the wheat. To me, it reminds me of at a bar mitzvah, it's a little bit like we're still giving the days of childhood even though we are right at the transition, we can see it growing. We can see the growing of the adult and the child, and that's going to come. So it's a period of feeling like through, through time, what is it we can discern? We can have a sense of the patterns and the changes. And if we're wise, we can get ready for the next step because we can see the next step growing in the step that's happening now. And wisdom and spirituality is knowing what the next step should be and being ready for it. In that period of the growing of the wheat that you're watching and you're nervous it's going to get wiped out by a disaster, it's also the custom not to shave, which is why the rabbi looks so lousy today. So, um, And it's kind of like, uh, which I think it, this is also true in some other cultures as well. It's not limited to Judaism, that during a period of growing and preparing for a harvest that people don't shave. And it's To me, it's incredibly beautiful. It's like you're the land and you're growing and you let yourself grow while the land is growing. Beautiful. Some people say it's out of fear, like superstition, that something bad is going to happen. So, But I like the more spiritual positive view, the the Asher happy view, which is like we're like the land, we're growing too, and we're connecting with nature in that way. So we have the 
preparing for wisdom after experiencing freedom from going from primitive to refine, to being in the moment of barley, getting ready for the wheat, being in the space of being free, but not yet know quite what to do with it. So now let's go back to Kabbalah. There is a custom, it really became popular uh, in Hasidut in really the uh, 19th century and a and little bit of the 18th century and after, which is to use this period that each day you do a spiritual practice. And I want to have a spiritual practice today with you, and then I'll wrap up. So what you do is you take from Jewish mysticism its understanding of the patterns of God, which because you are part of time and God is in the time, being in those moments, being at the right steps, know what's coming is what it means to be in touch with God. And we get to experience the patterns and practice the patterns that God is going through. Many of these patterns relate to balances. And I often talk about one of the earlier balances, but in the period of the counting that we're doing right now, we are in a very specific transition within a balance. So we're going in a transition from we've just experienced, we're in the tactical energies of God. Ready? So the tactical energies of God are one energy is Netzach. It's endurance. It's pushing through. It's like you're running a marathon and you're going to get there. Has, has anyone in here ever been a project manager of something that's going on in your life? Maybe a bar mitzvah, maybe something at work, right? It's like, oh my gosh, we're not making any progress. I've got to push these people, right? We're going to have a meeting. It's not okay that you didn't do that because you're holding us up. So Netzach, which is what we just experienced, was this energy that goes through time. And it is a divine manifestation, in our lives, like God is passing through us. When you have a moral basis and you know what you're doing, you, you know you have a good reason for what you're doing, and you've got to be the person to push through, then you are participating in this divine energy of Netzach, which we just finished, pushing through, forcing it through. Anyone who's ever raised a kid or a teenager or maybe older, oh, I got to get them to the next step. And I got to push. It's for a good reason. So if you know you have a good reason, you're pushing, and that's that's up. And we just finished that. In my life, I completely practiced that, and it was all coincidental. Had to move someone into assisted living. Had to take over their finances. Had to um, meet with lawyers. Had to do all of those kinds of things. And I had about four and a half days to do it. And I accomplished about five years worth of work in four days. And I was living nets off. And people were like, are you sure we should do that? And you're sure we, I was like, we absolutely are doing that because we need to make sure this person is safe. And this person is not the same person that they were 10 years ago, right? So we got to help them. We can't be 10 years ago. We got to be, he's an adult now, right? We got, although I'm talking 80 years from now. So, um, and so push through. That's all. Now we've transitioned into hold, the balancing energy. What is the balancing energy? The balancing energy is, have you ever gotten this advice? I know I have, probably from someone standing over there. And it's advice I'm still terrible at. Sometimes the greatest leader is the one who says nothing. That's hold. Hold is absolute humility, receptiveness, calm. It's the opposite of pushing. It is the martial art where the other person throws a punch and you step out of the way and they fall to the floor. We are in that energy of God. We've transitioned in this journey between Passover and Shavuot. And that's what we're channeling. In fact, 
This coming week, we have the holiday of Lagba Omer. And Lagba Omer is the apex of a double hode. It is the energy of hode squared. So I'm going to ask you at this time, is there just to do an exercise in your head, is there a place in your life where you've been pushing and pushing and pushing? And the right thing to do is to be quiet, let others lead, be quiet and let the force push back, right? Lead by humility, lead by quiet, lead by stepping aside, because that is also a more powerful and powerful form of leadership. So just take a second. It could be with parenting or grandparenting. It could be with work. It could be just with yourself. It could be like trying to get on a diet. It could be how do you step back and lead by letting the force surround you? 